What is good, everyone, and welcome to another edition of News Bites, a Yield Street Times What the Fintech collaboration. I'm your host, Nicole Casperson, and today I'm weighing in on timely fintech news topics and trends you should be paying attention to. In this episode, we're going over Grayscale launching its ETF, what Project Hamilton is and why it matters, and a crowd favorite, fraud and fintech, including an example from PayPal's recent woes. Sound good? Let's dive in. As a journalist who has covered the finance sector over the last five years, I've had the opportunity to interview and engage with some of the best minds in the space. Leaving big bank earnings reports to the boring traditional media firms, I'll focus on the tech-savvy apps, digital investing platforms, challenger banks, and payment giants to drive relevant content that looks forward to disruption instead of fearing it. I'm Nicole Casperson, fintech journalist, and this is What the Fintech. First, let's talk about the big news with Grayscale Investments, which just launched the first Equity Exchange Traded Fund, or ETF, tracking the Bloomberg Grayscale Future of Finance, BGFOF, index. Grayscale, which has $38.2 billion in assets under management, said the fund will be administered by the U.S. bank and trade under the ticker GFOF. The BGFOF index was launched in January in conjunction between Grayscale and Bloomberg. It tracks the performance of 22 financial services companies in the digital economy, including PayPal, Coinbase, Block, and Robinhood Markets. The index, which can include payments, exchange, asset management, hardware, blockchain, tech, and mining companies is rebalanced every quarter. With this announcement, Grayscale is broadening its product range away from just digital asset management and giving investors exposure to mainstream markets, which feels super different from what most investing platforms do, which is get into mainstream markets and then get into crypto. Basically, Grayscale is realizing that if it wants to keep its status as one of the biggest asset managers around, they need to help investors build portfolios that can stand the test of time. At least that's what their CEO, Michael Sonoshin, said in a statement. Rather than trying to mimic the performance of crypto markets, which can be very shaky, the Grayscale Future of Finance ETF targets businesses that are creating the future of digital assets. And that's according to Grayscale's global head of ETFs, Dave Laval. This will be a space to watch since Laval has stated that the firm is unconstrained in terms of how it can develop its ETF franchise. It'll be interesting to see if Grayscale's ETF will chart the future of digital finance and if this move paves the way for more digital asset managers to open access to mainstream markets. In the meantime, Grayscale continues to wait for the SEC to approve the conversion of its flagship Grayscale Bitcoin Trusts, or GBTC, into a Bitcoin spot ETF. If approved, the ETF would be backed by actual units of cryptocurrency and not simply linked via derivative contracts such as futures. For our next story, we're talking about CBDCs, or a central bank digital currency, which is what Project Hamilton is focused on. Basically, MIT has joined forces with the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston on this Project Hamilton, to test out possibilities for the future of digital currency. A government-backed digital dollar would incorporate elements of decentralized cryptocurrencies, but with one major difference. It's issued and regulated by the nation's financial authority. 
As crypto assets keep grabbing a larger share of the global financial pie, the Fed is clearly looking at CBDCs as a viable option. It's becoming a global race with central banks from China, the US, and the EU. In this case, the Fed is not about to throw away its shot. And yes, this is a Hamilton the Musical reference. (laughs) It is now almost inevitable that global economies will feature more and more digital currency in the future. The joining of these two huge institutions marks a significant step towards getting a solid design and technical plan for how a CBDC can be rolled out in the U.S. Speed is also a significant factor in their designs. One trial program was capable of handling 1.7 million transactions per second. Plus, as the government gets comfy with digital currencies, maybe they'll also begin to look into real use cases for the underlying technology, aka blockchain, to be used to make the lives of everyday people better. For example, 16 million U.S. adults are not using traditional banks, and majority of those adults are Black and Latinx. With a CBDC, the Fed could make funds instantly available by depositing them into a digital wallet, whether a person has a bank account or not. Think of it like the space race. Yes, we put a man on the moon, but that moment propelled the invention of other technologies. Blockchain adoption, whether through a CBDC or not, will influence the innovations and progress of every industry. Time for the crowd favorite, fraud, which isn't always talked about often because it's not fun and sexy. But as a journalist, I've been covering fraud in finance across different sectors, from auto loan fraud to ransomware threats. So like it or not, it's something we need to talk about regularly, especially in today's world, where every company has become dependent on a vast and expanding digital infrastructure. And we're seeing it pop up more and more in fintech. For example, PayPal disclosed that it had 4.5 million fake or illegitimate accounts within its network. This example reaffirmed that fraud remains the biggest challenge for neobanks and the fintech industry more broadly. PayPal blamed errors in its customer acquisition strategy for these fraudulent accounts. But here's the thing. If a financial processor the size of PayPal has systems so inefficient that only 1% of fraudulent activity was flagged, consumers are asking what kind of state smaller, less well-resourced challenger banks are in. N26, Monzo, and Revolut have all had their fair share of anti-money laundering headaches. Since fraudsters continue to become more and more refined and skilled, this is a problem that will only ever become more complicated to solve. Fraud isn't an asset class problem. It's an operations problem that should be top of mind for every person at your firm, from your CEO to your most recent hire. So to summarize everything we just went over and why it matters, first, Grayscale's focus on the three pillars of the digital financial future, the drivers, the tools, and the rails, sets a precedent for how investors think about which companies are creating the metaverse-based, open-ledgered financial future that the market is heading into. Next, the development of a central bank-issued digital currency is very interesting and, well, pretty much inevitable. A financial instrument like this would carry the lowest credit risk but economists need to work together with technicians to develop a system that really works before releasing it out to the market. And finally, fraud is an everlasting issue in the fintech industry. As soon as revolutionary solutions are developed to the latest fraudulent strategies, new fraud workarounds are always going to come up. From a more optimistic view, 
This could mean that fintech companies are always at the cutting edge of fraud prevention and anti-money laundering practices. But as PayPal and 26 and Revolut have shown, this isn't always the case. All right, FinTech fam, that's all for this edition of News Bites. Thank you to our friends at Yield Treat for collaborating and to our listeners for tuning in. If you love this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You can find me on all your favorite podcast platforms. Until next time, talk to you soon.